Hello and welcome to the 8th Desert Island Punks podcast. I'm Jake and I play in punk rock band Jake and Jellyfish and this is my podcast where I interview friends of mine and people I admire in the punk rock scene. I ask them what five albums, book and luxury item they would take to a desert island and we chat about how those choices have influenced who they are today. This week I'm joined by a friend, songwriter and fellow Jake, Jake Martin. He's been touring his solo acoustic folk punk act constantly for the last four years after his previous band The Junk broke up. He's a lovely guy, a great songwriter and an incredible former. We met a few years back through friends of ours in the punk rock scene and he's become a really good mate. We sat down at Brown Hill Co in Leeds for a few beers, a catch-up, talking about why the first song on an album is super important and cringing at old Facebook statuses. I really hope you enjoy. Uh, please rate and subscribe and all that jazz and cheers. Enjoy the podcast. Alright, so, Jake, very welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Thank you very much. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. How's things? How's, how's life, Jake Martin? Um, yeah, really good. Really good. Um, like I was saying, I've, uh, I've actually got uh, the next two months of tour for like the first time in four years. So I'm learning to do normal things again, like um, uh, play Xbox and play my guitar for the fun of it. <laughs> yeah, like learn covers, I suppose, rather than like having to. I find it really difficult to play guitar without that, right? Yeah, it's impossible to pick it up and like not to cool. And also, like, yeah, learn it, like whenever I'm at a party or something, no one's like, "Oh, like you're the music guy. You should play some covers." I don't know. I can't do one cover in the world. Yeah, exactly. I'm so crap at other people's songs. You're the music guy. <laughs> hey, music man, play me a song. Come down my way. <laughs> yeah. So like two years is it? So four years. This is the first time you've had two months off. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, like I think I started doing solo stuff about four years ago. Um, and then pretty much just toured constantly. Um, it's been a pretty busy year, right? Yeah, like th- this year especially, like I had like um, a nice big tour with my buddy Gaz Butfield, and then I had uh, like a few weeks off, and then uh, Christmas, and then went straight out with Ferocious Dog, and then went straight out on my own in July, so it's just been tour, tour, tour. But it's been really, really good, really, really. Well, it seems like a nice group of people to go out on tour with as well. I've been really lucky for like the last maybe two years straight and I haven't done one tour with like a band or people that I, I just haven't completely been in love with. Like, yeah, you, it, it could be a bit of a gamble, kind of. Yeah, like you ever do that kind of thing where like, I reckon everyone's always had one where you've done a tour and you're just like two days into it like, oh no, this yeah. isn't going to work and you've got like a month left. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, we've never really had that. I mean, we've had that, played with a few, few bands that I thought I was going to like a lot more than I did. You know, we just like that's, come across. That's probably the better way of doing it. Yeah, saying, yeah. actually, yeah. Like, I've, I've never talked with anyone that I've ever like viscerally disliked, but yeah, like there's yeah. been a couple of like, oh no. It's a kind of like just dis- like minor disappointments, isn't it? It's you know like, what it is? Like, I'm not, like this is going to sound so alcoholic, but I can always tell on the first day when it gets to like two o'clock in the afternoon. If you're in the town you're playing, and I go pub, and someone goes. Bit early, Jake. That's it. Friendship's over. <laughs> That's it. No, it's over. Nobody assists the techno. Cool. So I'm gonna cast you away. So you're gonna be alone on your desert island. Okay. So um, I'm alone on my desert island. Like this was so frigging hard because to take five, like asking, yeah, like any musician. I reckon any music fan in the world will say like, to yeah, it's so tough, right? My first one's probably kind of uh, a bit weird and old school, and maybe not everyone knows it, but um, it's Antichorus by Rentakill. Yeah, um, Austrian band, right? Yes. Like, um, I first met Rentkill back in 2006, 2007 in Brighton. Cool. Yeah. And I, th- I think it was 2007, and they were, they were touring this album, and they played the Hobgoblin, uh, which is the pub that I was kind of putting on the shows. Yeah, yeah, I know the name. I don't think I ever went um, to it. My old band, The John, played with them, and they went on stage, and I was just 
it, they just blew my tits off. So we went out drinking, we did the old CD swap, and I, I went home the next day and I put an anti-chorus. And it's, to, to this day, it's just one of those records that I think um, it's, it's what I think punk should sound like. Like, it yeah. has a bit of everything. It's got like it's got melody. It's got guitar hooks. It's got it's got the politics vibe of it as well. And it's it's just it's it just blows your mind. Yeah. Mine anyway. Like it's like a They're pretty influential band, aren't well, they? Like I know the Austrian scene was like really influenced by them. Right? Like they did like um, they did really well. Um, I was it's really weird as well because obviously um, what's been lovely about doing this is. Um, to pick my five records, I, I went back and I listened to probably about thirty-seven records. Yeah, that I really yeah, liked yeah. To pick my five, um, and I, I was kind of looking up rent colours, like you know, because I know they kind of stopped playing. Maybe I think that they just come back and did a few shows. Have they? Oh yeah. my god! I'm sure so they've cool. done like I'm sure they were. I saw they were announced. I think it might be S Band Festival they're doing. Oh my god! I need to go see a show. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I was kind of they did. They did some tours. They didn't really, I think they toured with Strike Anywhere and a few other bands like that. Like they kind of got to a certain place and then kind of stopped doing it for a little bit. Yeah. But I think uh, the Antichorus album like kind of pushed them up a little bit. Like what I love about Antichorus is like if you tour Europe as, as you do quite a lot, you can't go to a DIY venue in Europe and not find a Antichorus yeah, sticker. Yeah, like, or any, any dive bar that you go to, you'll be having a piss and you'll be like, oh, it's Antichorus. Like that yeah. everywhere. And I think it's one of those things I remember because when I first saw it, I was like, isn't that that like pest control? Mm. Place. Yeah, you know, I was just like, why are there stickers around fucking Europe? With I'm sure they they called it anti-chorus on purpose because if you type in rent kill yeah. and then the first three letters and it's still get to be like, oh, right, yeah, like yeah, yeah, you yeah. just get rent kill and the ANT Google so like and test, like never wanted to be found on Google. <laughs> I'm sure like Jack was basically like when he was naming the album, he's like, what the fuck you guys are. <laughs> I always think that like you know when bands, especially I mean rent kill aren't really. They're not like before the internet age, but like maybe before like it's like it is now. Mm. But do you know like the band Live? Like yeah, imagine trying I, to Google I, them. Oh god, yeah, yeah. yeah live like, band. Yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. It'd be a fucking like, didn't, nightmare. Didn't, I think someone told me that Beans on Toast did something similar. Like he had a song called Play Alexa. So when you ask for it at home, you say Alexa, play Alexa. And the last thing Alexa hears is Alexa, so she thinks you're asking her a question. Oh really? And it's like this snake. Like, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a horrible so mm. Yeah. I um no, I never really used Alexa. I was kind of, I'm a bit scared of Alexa. My brother has Alexa, and she's petrifying. And also, she's really, she doesn't like certain bands. Yeah. Like bands that I know are on Amazon. She's just like, no, I won't play them. Oh, Alexa. Yeah, yeah. Oh right. I was saying, not my brother. So uh, I suppose we could fuck with people though. Alexa, play Nickelback. Oh, like <laughs> they should, they like they should build something in that like. If you ask Alexa to play Nickelback, that like your house sets on fire. Yeah, just doesn't happen. <laughs> so, like, just something infinitely better comes on. Yeah, I, I would pay money for that algorithm to be like put into Alexa quite happily. I feel like I've, I've dug on Nickelback an awful lot on this podcast. So fine, like the next like there is nothing, I feel really start to feel really bad. There is nothing wrong with dogging on Nickelback. Like, oh, I don't know. They they do a thing for a certain for a certain people. One of my favourite T-shirts ever was um, John Crosco from. Um, yeah. Deck called My TV. Yeah. Um, I think uh, it was on My TV, and it was just a, a silhouette picture of Chad from Nickelback. Yeah. Uh, his face, and it just said, "I'm a fucking punk." <laughs> like, I mean, bold. <laughs> it's I mean, di- like, is it a direct quote? It was. It was a yeah. It's a very, um, very, very John T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, sure. Would you pick a particular song off this album? I would. I actually had to write it down because I like so many of them. I'm actually going to go for track number one, which is Discontent Industry. Um, it's 
basically, I th- like obviously, like bands always kind of put their best foot forward on an album, yeah. and I think on this one they definitely did. Um, but for me, it's it's the first lyrics. Um, like it comes in, like I'll be screaming to listen or listening to scream. Yeah, um, and it's just done with so much passion. I mean, everything that comes after is amazing, but. For me, just the way that album starts, like I remember the first time I ever heard it, like I had goosebumps. Yeah, but that's what you want, though, isn't it? You want the first song to be. It doesn't need to be your best song, but it needs to be like immediate. I think. Yeah, yeah like you, you know. need to make sure that that first one's going to keep people hooked. I suppose. And like, not for like, like you get lots of like, he speaks like sort of like industry type bunny earring as well. By the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> industry people that was like always put your best, you know, your most powerful song because the record label will only listen to it. Like, who cares about that stuff? Like. You do it for the person that buys the album, yeah. Um, and like, as a person that had the album, I put it on it instantly. I, I was, I can't remember what I was doing. I was, I was doing something. I was like, I'll put this on in the background. Yeah. And within two bars, I was like, shit, man, I'm gonna sit down. And I sat down with like a cup of coffee, and I just listened to the album because it was just like <laughs> in your face. Yeah. I think it's one of those things. I always think there's like, don't know. I find it odd when bands don't put the first, like the first track isn't that. Memorable, you know, like because there's some, there's some, there are a few, yeah, there's some albums that I've like, I've got really hooked on like track number four, and then you know, like the track five is then I then get into that one, and then I'm like, and then I get into like track like three, and then I kind of expand outwards, you know, what I mean, from this yeah, one one that yeah, was like. Yeah. I like kind of gateway track into this like, album. You'll always kind of skip the certain track, and yeah, then, you'll, yeah. then you'll, you'll, you'll listen explore to your about first. yeah, exactly. And I'll be like, oh, maybe I'll start at track number three, and then I'll maybe I'll try two, you know, and then before you know it. Do you ever like, find that like you end up it's the same number on each album? Like I have particular yeah, like if it was star signs or lucky numbers, like yeah. my, my lucky album numbers, I'm guaranteed to like track number seven or nine on an album. Really, like, most of the albums are late I like. Well. Yeah, yeah, I think no, because I think I I don't know. I mean, I um. I'm not hard and fast with this rule, but I think like most albums are best when they're like ten tracks old. Do you know, like ten? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of a ten track. Yeah, I mean, not always. Like uh, we did with like Frank Turner, we did Outcome the Wolves, and that's like twenty-two tracks long, yeah. and that is like relentless. Bang. But I mean, as as Frank rightly pointed out, like even Rancid are trying to live up to that. Yeah, album. exactly. That, that's like sure. a unicorn of punk albums. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, but it's like, do you know what I mean? I always feel like, I mean, there are, again, albums out there that are 15 tracks long that I like, like, you know, I love, but most, even most 15 tracks on our albums, there's one that I, you know, wouldn't mind not being there. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, when, yeah. it's when you get like 10 or 11 tracks that are just like, boom, you know, yeah. like every single one is flawless. Like, you not, wouldn't, no filler at yeah, all. There's no, you, like, you wouldn't want that album without one of those tracks in. There's the other, like, the other point to that as well is, you know, like, you can't, well, most because you can only fit so much information on a vinyl. Yeah. Sure. So you get a banging ten-track album. You can also buy your favorite album on vinyl. Yeah. You get yeah, like yeah. a thirty-track like kind of you can't like. Was it Tommy York that recorded like a week-long song or something like that? Know, yeah. Like who does that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I love Tuesday. Tuesday's my favorite part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're listening, Tom, screw you. <laughs> like the um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I mean, I'm, I'm a big record collector, but like I definitely prefer albums that can. Fit on one 12 inch record. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Definitely. So you've got side A and side B. And like, it's great to have a one that's like a double, you know, a double record, but it's just more getting up and turning over. Do you know? Yeah, yeah like, you've got to kind of do it. And, it, and they, they are, they're beautiful to look at. I yeah. think um, I don't have many uh, collectible records. Um, in fact, uh, the ones that I do, my friend, uh, my longest standing friend in the world, Russell, who collects records. Yeah has them in a cupboard for me and apparently I'm allowed to have them when I can prove that I'm responsible enough to actually have them. <laughs> like, what is, this gonna, what is this thing gonna be? It's gonna make you like, I don't know, walk along a tightrope or something. I, I think just like, 
you know, um, like I'm slowly becoming a grown up. Like, you know, like I'm married and I have a house now. Whereas before it would have been like, dude, you can't just put them in a rucksack and have them in a squat. Like, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, like you, it's not exactly a particularly good format if you're on the moon yeah. all the time but one it? of my favourite albums I had which was a double was um, Soundgarden Down on the Upside oh, yeah, and yeah. it was double and see through um, absolutely and beautiful. Like, yeah, absolutely beautiful but once again pain in the arse because you've got to get up and like, yeah. turn it over like I, the one thing I would say though is I got um, Searching for Former Clarity against me and that's, mm. like a, that's a double that's a double record and it's actually like controversially it's probably probably my favourite against me record um, I can yeah, I can go with that yeah. but it's kind of interesting because now I think of it as side like A, B, C and D and I'm like oh I love side B and C <laughs> do you like, like, yeah I know it, it, it does work really well but yeah it's just more turning, uh, getting up and turning over and stuff like that which is fine you know it's a power of the fun I suppose bring back cassettes <laughs> yeah. no I hate cassettes so much I just had to say that for Ian at Iowa Records. He's been, um, Ian's been trying to get me to release something on cassette for like ever, yeah. and I'm just like, no. Um, I kind of, I kind of get the nostalgia. Oh uh, yeah, that'd be yes, great. Please, yeah, same again. Or? Yes, please. That's, yeah. um, so that's our lovely uh, bar. Where are we? We're in uh, Brown Hill. Brown Hill. Brown Hill in East. Yeah. Very nice place. Uh, yeah. There you go. It's written down on the menu. Um, cool. So we'll move on to album number two. Album number two. Um, Album number two, um, I think you've already had on the podcast, mm-hmm. um, courtesy of Mr. Robin from uh, Random Hand. Um, but I agree with him. Um, Rage Against the Machine, self-titled Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, sure. Um, was just... Uh, like, it's responsible for nearly everything I do musically. Um, That's kind of interesting, because, I mean, like, again, it's why I like this thing, is because like, your music doesn't sound like Rage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah... UK from listening to that and like it was like, I think um, I think the thing for me it was probably the first time um, like there's just there's just something like so revolutionary about that album um, and once again I'm probably going to repeat something Robert, but you can tell he really means everything he's saying yeah um, and he's also there is this thing within music where I think um, over the last few decades people have gone well if I sing political songs then political people will listen, politically feel people listen to my songs yeah. and they'll buy the record and they don't really mean what they're saying, they're just kind of a part of a kind of yeah. like, yeah. it's called to be anti. It's ju- kind of jumping on a wagon. Yeah, like, very much way, so. Yeah. So, um, Thanks a lot, dude. One of the reasons that I absolutely adore that album is because it's, you know, it's one of those records, like, there's no denying that, like, you know, he really backs up what he says. Mm. And, you know, I think it's. It's it's a it's a it's a rap metal record, but it's it's a punk record, you know. Like, yeah. It's like lyrically, it's a punk record, and also it was recorded live as well. Like they recorded the same way that old punk records are recorded. Like they just happened to be a really friggin' tight band. I like, didn't realize they recorded live. They recorded the entire oh, you, thing live, which, in which is intense. Um, yeah. Just one sec. I'm just gonna move this so that it doesn't get any vibrating, vibrating. Um, yeah, I didn't realise it was recorded live, to be honest. I, I, like, it's a, that sort of record is like one that I got really into when I was like... I remember that, like, it's, it's kind of nuts, really, because, what, it came out in... 91? 91, yes. Right, so then it came out in 91, and I must have listened to it in 2003 or 2004 when my friends got into it, and we were still super excited about that record then. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Like, it was still really exciting. And that's, what, like, 12 years later or 13 years later? It ages so well. Yeah. Like, you can play... I reckon you can play that album now to, like, you know, like... Like, um, my, one of my, my youngest brother um, is, like, 19 years old. 
um, and he's just kind of getting to that point where he, he, he likes you know, certain, certain tunes and yeah, sure. we, we can start talking about music like boom this is the album and he absolutely like, oh my god who is it like is it, who is this new band it's like no 1991 my friend like, <laughs> imagine being oh man imagine that fresh face like you know like who is this new band uh, Rage Against the Machine they're gonna be huge <laughs> I remember the first time I ever saw them um, it was like the week that we like had finished all our GCSE exams and me and some friends went to see them uh, I want to say Wembley Arena in London and it was the Battle of LA tour okay um, and they were I'd never seen them live so I had like I had all the all the all the, all the albums on cassette as well not my choice <laughs> like I literally like at the time I was 16 years old I didn't live at home I lived in a boiler cupboard um <laughs> literally like Harry Potter like, like literally there was um, I lived with a bunch of Cambridge uni students uh, that were in the worst band ever um, and they let me live in their boiler cupboard which was just enough to put a cab bed in free if I wrote songs for their bands <laughs> so, really? yeah <laughs> that's actually a true story uh, so, I, wrote, I wrote songs for their band and they gave me a free boiler cupboard and uh, I had like a little tape deck and one speaker like I couldn't afford a CD player um, so yeah I went, I went to Wembley Arena um, watched Rage Against the Machine for the first time I was 16 years old like just turned 16 yeah yeah um, so when was that then? that would have been uh, 2000 Oh yeah, so yeah, uh, 2000 Wembley Arena. Um, the support act was Asian Dub Foundation, um, oh, right. okay. which was really cool. That was a band that I probably wouldn't listen to at the time, uh, and they were amazing. I've never really listened to. I've seen the name about those. Like one, of, like one of those bands that you see about a lot. Like another band that like wouldn't say the punk, but they put on a punk show. Man, it was insane. Yeah, yeah. I will always remember as well. I was 16 years old. Um, I'd been going to gigs for a few years, but like that was probably the first time I'd gone to London for a big gig, if that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Maybe. And there was this massive guy in the middle of the mosh, like before the band started, wearing a karate gi. Of course. Um, because that's what you do at a gig, right? Yeah. Like, so, you know, I was like, this is, you know, this is the kind of stuff that would be all over the internet now. Like, there would be like yeah. massive forums about what an absolute yeah. dick this guy was. <laughs> but he basically dressed up in his karate gi. And as soon as Rage posed their first note, just started like hip tossing people and just going. I mean, security weren't The guy was out within 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, but I always remember that gig. It's been the first time I saw Rage, the first time I saw Rage and Dove Foundation, and the first time that I saw the incredibly insane person. Like, I've never seen anyone in a karate get a gig since. So. Commitment as well. Yeah, like, he just like, came from like, his like, karate session. Like, he literally just walked out. Well, the just... thing's like, you know, like, that's a man that thought about it. He's like, he bought a ticket. <laughs> it's like decided he was going to do that and this is well before the days of YouTube it was yeah, like yeah. it could go viral or anything like that it was just yeah I feel like that's the sort of thing that you know when you're like a certain like I think when you're like sort of 15, 16 and you just well maybe a little younger and you decide you're going to do something because you think it's going to be cool and you like big it up in your head you're like this is going to be yeah, cool yeah. everyone's going to think I'm cool for doing this and then you do it and then everyone's and then you're like I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> the, thing, the thing was, this guy was in his 30s, oh, and I was 16, and I still thought he was a knob. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I kind of, in a weird way, like, have a bit of a love of looking back at, like, you know when Facebook just kicked off? Like, so, well, I mean, I was 16 when Facebook, like, went big. So there are some pictures of me on Facebook that are, yeah, yeah. are not the best. Not so, right. But it's kind, of, it's kind of fun, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of fun to look back and you look and you go, like, I really thought that Judas Priest T-shirt was a, it was yeah, the coolest thing I was good yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, like I'm so happy. Like, I mean, like, I think I was about twenty. So yeah, 
But I mean, like, I feel really sorry for anyone like that's kind of grown up. Like, yeah. So like, have a whole bunch of embarrassing shit on there. Me and you, we take like our partners home to like our parents. Like, I'm assuming your mum has the same shoe box that mine has, which is all the photos. Yeah, and you yeah, never yeah. want another human being to see. And she brings them out special occasions, Christmas, and like when my wife comes over. But they're not on the internet because, like, no, you can't search them out. You parents of the new generation, they don't need that shoe box. They literally just go onto like the cloud. And just, I don't like, think we really considered that. Yeah, I mean, like, even yeah, oh, so bad. You know when like uh, you get, um, you get like oh, on this day, and it comes yeah. up, and it's just like, and you get your statuses that came up. When you know, when you used to say like Jake McAllister is or whatever, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and yeah, so yeah. Like, I, like I looked at one the other day, and there was just like three posts and like space for that one, like is bored. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, like, why did I ever think anybody needed to know that information? Some of mine are shameful. Like, even like, there was clearly a point in my life where I, I like, I've since learned that Facebook is not the place to, to have any political kind of um, I just, I just don't discussion. Get yeah, I don't get involved in arguments on Facebook. But I, I, I feel like in my early 20s, because like, it was time of thing, I would post all these big, like, sweeping statements, and now when I come back, I'm like, Oh, really? I said that? Yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah. I'm an absolute dude. Why would you remind me of that Facebook? You suck. <laughs> um, cool, we'll move on to three. Oh, number three. Um, okay, I need to check this. I've made, I've made it this because I literally had to... Okay, so three is the levelers, levelling the land. Yeah, cool. Um, and like, you this shouldn't. This doesn't surprise me one bit. Yeah, I was gonna say like, you guys can't tell, but like, Jake is just smiling. Anyway. <laughs> oh fucking course. Um, the levelers. I have this weird relationship with the levelers. Um, my oldest brother Rob. Um, there was no way I could not be a levelers fan. Basically, right. like, like in the family sort of thing. Um, yeah, like uh, Rob's actually not. Rob, Rob basically found me uh, around the time that I was living in the boiler cupboard, uh, drunk underneath the tree on the local park playing guitar, and adopted me. And has I'm 36 now. And, uh, Rob is still my brother. Um, I still go to his house. He still buys me things and lends me money when I'm poor. He, he's, he's a legend. So um, Rob was like. You're poor, you play guitar, you're okay at it, you should listen to the levelers, we should go busking. Um, and uh, Rob taught me a load of leveler songs off leveling the land, and we go busking. I was 15 years old. I'd never tried singing before in my life. Um, so it's the levelers, this album is the first time I ever tried singing in public. Um, it's quite like, I was maybe one of the. So I kind of miss the levelers, I kind of miss the boat. And I think it might just be because I was a little bit too young. So like, I think they kind of like. I think even I was too young. And like, unless you've got somebody, like, if you're around our age, I know I've got a few years on you, but like, you have to, like, I feel like you know, unless you've got somebody that's like, you have to come see this shit. Yeah, that's true. Then you're kind of. But um, yeah, I mean like, I, it's not a punk record as like in sound. Although I would actually argue uh, there's there's a there's a there's a track. If there are any Levelers fans listening, if you listen to 15 Years by the Levelers. And you replace the violin parts with woes. <laughs> no, it can, it's such a fun project. It can, yeah, I know. Replace the, part, the violin parts with woes. Dot com. Yeah. Bring it on. If you replace those violin parts with woes, it's a fucking Pennywise song. Yeah. Like, and this is, you know, like I always think there's such a crossover. There are so many albums that have like really punk roots, and like, lyrically as well. The stuff they're talking about on the album, 
because yeah. you know it's very anti-establishment kind of free life. So they definitely had that. They definitely had that sort of like thing around them and that mentality, that sort of punk rock mentality. And like the amount of people that I spoke to that are hugely influenced specifically by this album, you know, like yeah. this album seems yeah. to be the one that like everyone holds up. But like, yeah, like you said, with like voc- like vocally, that was the first time you sang was when you were kind of well, mostly sang was when you were doing these songs. Yeah, yeah. Kind of one, like one of the reasons I kind of never really like. I don't know, I never not got into it, but I just kind of passed me by it because the vocals are quite clean, which for that sort of style of music is yes. actually quite unusual nowadays. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's quite, uh, in a way, it kind of lends itself to being able to sing if you're not used to singing, because it's quite... Very like, much so, like, yeah. they're, um, they're, they're, I mean, like, you, you could argue that they're pop songs as well. Like, uh, nothing, there's nothing wrong with um, pop songs. We're all, we're, I, love, we, I, mean, I love pop songs. I, like, I'm going to accidentally... Almost accidentally quote myself here, and like we are all trying to write pop songs. Do you Hell know yeah! I mean? like, Hell we yeah! Are, it's under some guys, whatever guys want it to be, we're essentially trying to write pop songs. I mean, if you want to get really geeky, like pop songs just means popular music. Yeah, like, sure, yeah. It could be anything, but I mean, like even like I loved I loved Taylor Swift. Like it's a terrible title. Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. It's basically <laughs> you don't sp- love it that much. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I always like so to this day, like is it like Zach Taylor Rocker, Zach Taylor Rocker? Uh, I always yeah, get confused. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Frank Turner album, I know I like Love Irie and is it Irie or Iron? Iron. It's, it's yeah. always really, who knows? Yeah, you don't want to get it wrong, so therefore you just go kind of mumble over that. Well, well yeah. I, I just did. Yeah, yeah. On a podcast, shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, um, so like, but even like the first track on the album, like, it's it's not punky sounding at all, and it has like, a really, it's a very big '90s sound. Like, mm. everything has got more reverb than it needs and then somebody listened to it and went let's put more reverb on it and <laughs> <laughs> the fuck out how about we put this reverb over the whole thing like, <laughs> I feel like there was this phase in like the late 80s and 90s where if you were a British band like you weren't allowed to play a guitar unless you had a wah-wah pedal and a chorus pedal yeah, yeah. Like, and I don't I don't like the sound of things but I used to pull that away like the you know the, the first track on the album uh, like uh, I think it's yeah one way one way of life it starts with such a it's a it's a such a punk rock mentality like there's only one way of life and that's your own like that to me is essentially like the ethos behind punk rock like, if you take away all the politics and all the different factions and stuff like it's literally you know saying no to the status quo and doing what you feel is correct and that's but you know so yeah. you know, the, the lyrics really hit me on that album so it's not really a punk album but it's also it's it's uh, it's got fond memories for me. I don't think I'd be I would have done a lot of things musically like if I hadn't kind of come across that. Album. I mean, like yeah, I mean, again, I, I think, like it doesn't these these albums don't need to be punk. I think you probably know that already. But like, yeah. Um, yeah. I, th- I know. I know you mean with. I was, I get I get very similar vibes like Levelers and like Ferocious Dogs seem to be doing sort of doing what the Levelers are doing but like now do you know what I mean yeah like, yeah they're, they're doing there, their is, take on there, that is, there are definitely similarities there for yeah, sure yeah. I, like I, Levelers fans are like like no other do you know what I mean they're like they remind me of like Wild Hearts fans yeah like, and they all tour together still yeah too, yeah like, they're just absolutely like they have such a, I don't know it's like a it's like this absolute like obsession you know Levelers if, if, if you like the Levelers you love the Levelers you know, yeah, you don't yeah, get like yeah. a casual like, levelers, like they, You have multiple levelers. Yeah, yeah, you don't exactly. have the one that you hide underneath yeah, yourself. Sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You decided to get four of the yeah, yeah. four of the albums on your arm. <laughs> yeah, um, cool. What, any song off that? Uh, I mean, yeah, one way actually. The, the, the first track, um, definitely. I mean, lyrically, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's a beautiful song that kind of flows, and the message behind it, like especially when I was younger as well. Um, for me, it like. Um, Around that time, like I, I came homeless quite young, um, right. and I it was like an 
anthem that just kind of kind of kept me rooted. Yeah. Like, and also as well, like um, you know, they were they're an old band than me, and I knew that they'd been in like uh, commercially recognised. That makes sense. I'd seen them on top of the pops, yeah. but then also I knew that they had this great big following of people that like went to festivals and lived in vans and yeah, yeah. did also people that didn't live in a house. And for, for a sixteen-year-old kid that had just found himself on his ass, like it was a really kind of helpful scene to yeah. discover existed. It, it kind of gave me a bit of hope. It's a very positive scene as well. Yeah, like, definitely. You know, right. like, I mean, uh, I've known you for a long time now, but I didn't, didn't know you were homeless at sixteen. That's crazy. My entire like, I feel like a, a lot of the stuff that happened around that kind of time and my love of music all very much intertwined. If that makes sense. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, like I don't know, like, like I put the odd little kind of uh, like um, uh, like hint into a song, but then I like I don't want to be like that guy that's always like, oh, this happened yeah, yeah. twenty years ago, yeah. and I'm still writing songs yeah, about like yeah, yeah. Yeah, get over it. Like, I mean, that's shit happens. Like, nobody's gonna be like that. But you, like, I do understand. You know, when if you've got something about you, you've had like a, a tough time, or whatever. You don't want to be. You don't want to have somebody in the audience be like, oh god, there's another song about him being homeless. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Right. Was it, was, it, was it Travis? Why did it always rain on me? Like, because you write depressing fucking songs, you <laughs> whinging indie dick. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously, like, it's a big part of everyone's life and stuff, but sometimes it's like, you've got to... Yes. The, almost the less you say, the more it means sometimes as well. Like, you know, like, if you've got a lot of songs about it, it somehow... It can somehow... Yes. Yeah. I also think as well, though, like, writing a song about something should be cathartic. It should, it should be, like, say... Um, I have actually, I've written a song about it. I wrote it three years ago, and I don't feel like it really belongs on anything like that. Yeah, but one day I'll put it out. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, but like, I, wrote, I wrote one song, and I was like, yeah, that's it. And one day I'll sing it, like, writing 17 songs about the same thing. Yeah, yeah. That's why I always find concert times quite tough. Like, um, like I mean, I, it makes it sound like I've written, like, a million concert But, like, I haven't. Like, but the idea... Oh, I'm disappointed now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like dropbox me those albums. <laughs> Concert albums are just odd. Like, I, I don't. I think I find it very hard to like just write about one thing. You know, I feel like I do that yeah. anyway, almost by accident. So yeah. like, if I had to do it like deliberately, I just be, feel like I was retreading on ground. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, like, I I agree with the doing it by accident thing. Like, yeah. I have to like recheck things and like. I feel like I, I go back to things, you know, because there are, there are things that are kind of rooted in you yeah, sure, yeah. when you're writing, you know, they're just, they're just there, so they're going to pop up in songs. Um, Is it, have, you, have you ever looked, gone back and looked at your own albums and then gone like, oh shit, this was, so I was so clearly in this spot Yeah, oh yeah, so much. Like, um, with all the solo stuff, um, like, because I, I haven't been doing it as long, um, like the entire solo thing that's been about four, and a half, yeah, four years, four and a half years. So I feel like each one has kind of changed a little bit. But especially if I look back at the stuff I did with the junk now, mm. like yeah, lyrically, um, I was just I was just so freaking angry. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, well, it sounds like you had quite a lot to be angry about. To be fair, I mean, like it was like being in that band was amazing, and it was like the band that kind of talked me about touring and stuff. But like we did a reunion recently, mm. and I was like. Shit, like, how did I think this many syllables fitted into a sentence? Like, I feel like I'm a much better singer than I was back then because I've been doing it for, you know, a lot longer. I'm like, I still can't sing this shit. This is just awful. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes yeah. it's funny going back and, like, I, if I listen to stuff that I wrote when I was 20, 21, or whatever, like, uh, there'll be, there'll be, you know, 
I'll cringe, but then I'll be like, fuck, that's a good lyric. Do you know? You know <laughs> every now and again, you're like, that was good. Yeah, yeah. It's like, as if I wrote that. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, I'm not particularly big on bigging myself up, but it's, it's when you distance yourself, you know, like when you're like 10 years from or 8 years from when you wrote that thing, it's easy to then. And like you went, but I'll do it. Like, uh, Jake and Jellyfish nearly ended up on this list. Oh, really? Half the reason I didn't do it was because I, I thought it would be a bit like, uh, you wouldn't like it so much. But like, uh, yeah, you, you guys were like, I, I listen to you guys like daily and have Cheers, done for, for years. Uh, it means a lot. But it's, um, yeah. Cheers, so, The clink. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just funny like looking, looking back and it's just, yeah, it's just the way you, I think it's when you look back at your albums and you go like, shit, like, I didn't realise it at the time, but there is a solid theme throughout this album. Yes, definitely. Um, you know, these, these lyrics are clearly close to home, but you might not have realised it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the thing, like, you know, if, um, people can be very judgmental about other people's music and songs, but, like, when you're the person doing it, like, if you're in a certain mood, like, sometimes I'll actually write down, like, on purpose, like, uh, like I'll sit, like, have a little room that I do everything in, yeah, sure. and uh, on the wall, like, I'll have, like, Things to steer away from because I know that I know they're done. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. words, phrases, like yeah. you, you know what I mean. Like there are little tricks that you put into all your songs, and they're not tricks. But after you've done them two or three times, you realise they're there and they're a trick. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, I do know what you mean. It's more like just certain rhyming schemes, and I, exactly, I find yeah. myself venturing away from them. But then, like, I'll I'll write one. I'll be like, well, that worked really, really well, and. It turns out it's the same one, but it's, it's like it's that yeah. whole ignorance yeah. bliss thing, you know, like when you're not thinking about it, it doesn't really matter. Like somebody pointed out to me um, that there are no major chords <laughs> in like my first three releases. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like there were like I was like shit. I'm that I'm that, I'm that minor chord dude. So on the the next album, um, there's a song with a major chord in it. It took me like so long to write it because just it. It sounded so inc- like cheesy, happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounded so forced because it was something different and new. Um, so yeah, like what I've done is I've taken the most happy-sounding chords and written the most incredibly depressing subject matter over the top ever. <laughs> so I'm still cool with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, we're gonna have to move on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what have we got? Number three. Uh, so ah, uh, okay. This one's a banger for me. Um, not the greatest album in the world. Uh, not the greatest band in the world, but certainly, like, um, for me, a massive influence. Um, but I'm going to go for No Effects. I heard they've actually got a worse life. That's what it's called. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's their second live album. So the first live album was called I Heard They Suck Live. Okay. And then the second album was called I Heard They've Actually Got a Worse Life. I thought that was, like, briefly. Uh, like, you sent it to me, and I, I read them through. And, like, I try and listen to some of them beforehand. I, but I didn't really have I didn't really have time to listen to this one. When you said, I thought it was like a mini review. They honestly called their second live album. Um, like so, obviously, like um, I'm a big fan of NoFX. Um, I think uh, yeah, around the same kind of time. Like, 50s, like the first album I listened to was Heavy Petting Zoo. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Like which is really heavy on like the vocal harmonies, like, probably more than it. And there's there's that sort of kind of weird stuff they did in the album that they hadn't really done on the other albums. Um, and uh, yeah, at the time I was just uh, like, if you went through my CD collection, sorry, tape collection, it would have been like Rage Against the Machine. I was well into my grunge, like I was just on the tail end of grunge, so it was all like Nirvana, Mud Honey, yeah. Alice in Chains, that kind of stuff. Man, I'm such a soft spot for Alice in Chains. I love it. Like, have you heard that, like, the stuff of the new singer? Sounds exactly like Lane Stanley. Yeah, it's, it's weird, it's really weird. 
Like, I mean, like some of the stuff, new stuff's really good though. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. But you're like, it's like channeling him from the grave. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking crazy. So um, yeah, the reason I've gone for this album though is because it's live. The on-stage banter with the crowd is just the best ever. Um, just it's it's all it's like a, it's like listening to a comedy sketch yeah. and a good punk set at the same time. Like, it's kind of what you, in a way, it's what you want, isn't it? I mean, like, yeah. I know, like, no effect to get criticised a lot for, like, talking too much rather than playing songs, and then you get bands that get criticised for not saying anything. Um, so uh, more you. Yeah. I mean, funny enough, actually, like, two or three years ago, that was all the, like, the least of their worries stays yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like, it's the thing with no effect, but, like, um, because I, I even thought, I was like, oh, if I put another effects on them, there's bound to be one or two people going, but they did bad things. Did. Like, fuck, man. Like. But they were, they were a band for a lot of people at a, a certain time in people's lives. You know, like, they came in and they, they you know, it's like, uh, it's like, it's like the offspring or something. You know, like, some, some bands that, like, turn up and then and it, like, just changes your yeah, direction yeah. in, you know, where you were musically or something. You know? Oh, completely. And, like, no effects were that band for me. Like, uh, no effects... I mean, yeah, I did it backwards. I heard no effects, and then I went to, like, um, like, I feel like every kid in every city has the bit of grass where you all sit down and you listen to records. Um, I spent my teen years in Cambridge. Uh, ours was called Christ Peace. And I went down, and I asked the, I asked the big kids, I was like, oh, like, my friend gave me a no effects tape. And they were like, dude, you need to listen to The Descendants. He's with the Kennedys. So, you know, just by turning up and going, like, thank you very much, bro. By turning up and uh, saying like, oh, I, I, I really like this uh, heavy petting record. Obviously, this album wasn't out. But, um, yeah. It kind of, I was given like all these other amazing punk records. So no effects are basically responsible for like getting me there. And also as well, like the, the reason that I was into grunge was because it was just fucking power chords, and you could just shout over and play it. Like I was, you know, 13 years old. I could barely play the guitar, but I knew I wanted to be in a band. Like, you can do that one thing. I can, you I, can, yeah. you know, I could cover Smells Like Teen Spirit, and then oh, all of a sudden, like I can, I can, I can cover Linolium too. It's yeah, like it's a bit more. It's like if, if you, yeah, like Linolium is more difficult than Smells Like Teen Spirit. But, yeah, <laughs> but I like, you have to like clarify. <laughs> just like I'm, I'm ready to admit that now. But um, yeah, like I think, um, and also that was the first time that. Uh, Hema had introduced me in music as well. Like all the music guys listen to is really serious. Rage like very serious, very political. Like grunge, depressing as fuck. Um, and like no effects turn up, and they're singing songs about like skateboarding and like Bob. And, it's kind of like, refreshing, isn't it? Yeah, it's really refreshing. Um, we're gonna move quite swiftly on to number five. Number five. Number five. Ah, sweet. Okay. Um, I had to really think about this one. I haven't listened to this album with this band in ages, and I recently watched them play this album from start to finish in 2003s. Um, and it just rekindled my love. It's crazy, I'm born to a win. I fucking love this album. It is, I can't, I feel guilty. You know, basically, like, you, you know, when you listen to an album so much, you have to stop listening to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I hadn't listened to it in like three or four years, maybe. Like, it's, I, I overplayed it so much. When I saw them at trees, like something happened. Like I couldn't even sing along. I was just like dribbling. It's like oh, it was. I was falling in love all over again. So yeah, yeah hands down, one of the, I think one of the best punk. And also, there's bits of folk in there as well. It's, it's not done. It's definitely, it's definitely like a pretty heavy folk. Yeah, like, for sure. Kind of country as well. Like, yeah, 
I think done, done really cleverly as well. They yeah. haven't just kind of gone, oh, we'll play a power chord and put like a banjo and a mandolin over the top. Yeah. There's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> love you, love you, love you, Ruffin' Quiet. But like, the, the, the guitar it, parts, man. Yeah. It's the guitar parts that do it. It's nice. And, yeah. It's so. Like, I remember seeing that and just thinking, like, man, I fucking suck at guitar. Yeah, I do the same. So, like, they did, they did their, they did the entire thing at 2E, so start to finish, and then I was doing a busking thing at the, under the bridge stage for Anne. Yeah, sure, yeah. And um, they played just before me, and um, them acoustically, oh my god, like, so I watched them, like, but just watched them acoustically, I was like, I still suck at guitar. <laughs> like, you are so good. Yeah, like... I th- that album is such a like, like front to back banger. Do you know what I mean? And like, I, I like the I like the later stuff as well. Um, but I mean, I think there was something. What so was the one after? Was it Union Breath? Union City Breath. Union City Breath. Yes. I think. Um, but I mean, I, I really like that album as well. Same. But same. I think the thing is about this one was you know it's a lot of a lot of debut albums. It was so so fresh and so exciting when it came out. And there's not one dead song. Yeah, exactly. Like, I just like I'd heard nothing. Like, it's very it's very impressive. In two thousand and. Whatever it came out of. When? I was going to say that was 2006, 7 as well. No, I was saying that. Sure, I was saying that. Was it? Yeah. Either way, when it came out, you know, like, you know, what music's been thing forever. You know, imagine, imagine, like, <laughs> you know, like, it coming out and you still go, like, I haven't heard anything like this before. You know, it's like, it's, oh the, same, God, it's yeah. the same, it's the same parts, they're taking parts from different places, but it's, I still never heard anything like that. Do you know what, like, I'm going to say as well, like, and if if I'm wrong, please correct me, because I want to hear it, but I don't think I've heard anything quite like it since, either. No, which is what... kind of, I don't think anybody goes anywhere near it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because like, it's, it's such a weird sound, and it works, but yeah. then it's not a sound that you can emulate, unless you're about bands, do you want that make sense? Either, really. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I suppose it's loose and punk rock, but... Is it really? Yeah, like, oh, you, you, you can just as easily be classic rock. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's bits of math in there as well, like yeah. some of the timings, like the drummer and the guitarist. Stuff, like, the, yeah. you know, there's some really clever shit on that record. Yeah, I, um, I, yeah. So it's it's a definite like it's why it's number five as well. That's 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 the top of my list. Yeah, it's, I have a lot of time for uh, that one. Song. I mean, yeah. Um, uh, like I think it's, it's like I think him and uh, Johnny have been like the sort of two members that have always been in the band. Yeah, the, you know, the driving force yeah, and yeah. I, I think it, it must. It's probably. I, I mean, can I can only assume it's the relationship between those two that makes that band. Do you know what I mean? I feel like they were both in uh, various bands throughout the scene. So I, I'm sure, like. I'm probably wrong, so like I'm sure that you get a comment, but like I'm sure one of them was in Howard's Alias or something like that. Or... I'm not sure. There was definitely once over twice. Oh, um, yeah, okay, maybe that was it. Um, I was just thinking as well, actually. My favourite Crazy Arm song, funny enough, isn't on that record. Is, is it Unicity you know, off Unicity you know, Yeah, yeah, it's um, Song of Choice. Yeah, that's, bang- that's a banger. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a cover, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I was going to ask actually because like I always thought it was a cover, but I could never like you know what like I, I, I was going to say like it's a cover, but I think they do it so well. The person that wrote it uh, publicly came out and said <laughs> that she hated their version. Oh, did she? Yeah, because she, oh, she wow. like politically stands somewhere else. Uh, no, I, I mean like oh, wow. you'd have to Google it, but like I think basically like they took that song and made it you know a leftist thing, which is what we all like but like yeah, yeah. I think maybe she got old or something I, well, she definitely got old but you know uh, I, I don't know, know. you think like oh like I guess kind of think that if you put a cover on an album like you 
we have the discussion with the person first. Which is why... Well, maybe, maybe, maybe it did. I, I mean, yeah, like I say, you'd have to look into it. I'm gonna. It's yeah, like, it's, it's funny. I remember, I remember Crazy Town finding it really funny when it happened. Though. Yeah, I bet. You can, like, you can imagine their response of like, oh no, <laughs> you don't care. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was something along the lines of, uh, she's, uh, I think this is she, that they like grown older and gone conservative because... Oh really? So they did actually done like the the, yeah. the political shift. Yeah, political shift. Yeah. That's kind of weird. Like, how does that happen? Like, because yeah, I, 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 get old and they I kind of, themselves more. I guess so. Like, I feel if anything, as I get older, like I become less vocal about my politics, but they're definitely rooted in me they're even harder. Yeah. Like, they're not only are they there, but I'm learning more about them, and I'm like, I remember being in my twenties and saying shit like, you know, like. Yeah, well, I had my thoughts, you know, but talking about politics is just for people that like hearing their own voice, some stupid shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now, like, I'll have that conversation with somebody because I know it's important. I think, I mean, uh, I like, I, I'm pretty opinionated when it comes politically, um, but I think it's always good to come at it in a relatively um, nice way. Non-aggressive. Yeah, well, like, especially in conversations, because you'll never get anywhere if you just dismiss people. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously there are some people that should be dismissed, but like, you know, if you come at each other, like, I've had long conversations with people about voting, and like, I'm a passionate voter. Oh, like, fuck yeah. yeah. And, I, yeah. and you know, these people aren't bad people, they're friends of mine mostly, and then, like, I'll just say, we just have, you know, like a, a conversation, but if I shouted at them, they wouldn't listen to me. Yeah, you know it's, I mean? just, so, it's just like having a, I think it's more like going into those conversations as well, like, willing to have your mind changed was something that I learned as well like I'm, 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 I'm still learning as well because as open and minded as I think I am there are certain conversations that I'm like no I'm fucking right and every now and again and it's the beauty of getting older every second of every day is that you know like I get proved wrong I'm like shit like also I said to somebody a while back that, like yeah, I don't mind being proved wrong because if I'm being proved wrong usually it it's better for me, I suppose. Do you know? Yeah, what yeah, like, like you're learning something. something. Yeah, I'm learning something yeah. and like, I'm growing. Do you know what I mean? It's like, if I just stick in, stick in my way, it's like, I'm not doing none of that. You know, like... Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We've got about 10 minutes left, so... Okay, so we're going back to the... Sorry, we can ramble so badly, can't we? I'm so, so sorry. Uh, on to your book. What book would you take? <laughs> so, um, because I've done the records in a kind of, like, once again, I, I, I pitch records that, like... I reckon have like repeat value to me as well like they mean a lot to me but sure. lots of bands that I didn't take with me like so I'm doing the same with the book so um, I'm actually going to take what I would think to be like a really sensible book if I'm going to be stranded on a desert sure. island I'm going to take The Outdoor Survival Handbook by Ray Mears fair enough <laughs> because <laughs> Very I'm you know I'm going to need to eat and make a shelter and stuff and uh I've, as far as I can tell, I've got nothing on my person other than five awesome albums. Yeah, I mean, you've um, got a whole bunch with you. And, yeah, you know, so, like, and I don't think I could catch a wild boar without any kind of... You can have plenty of time. Like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, like, berries to eat. Like, here's the thing, like, without the Ray Mears handbook, I'd be like, oh, that looks like a tasty berry. Bam, dead. Yeah. <laughs> I've only listened to three of my five albums, therefore making this entire podcast friggin' pointless. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, like, yeah, Ray Mears is going to make sure that this conversation was worthwhile. Man, that looks like a tasty berry. <laughs> like, like, oh, it was, it was all shiny and red. Which, as Ray Mears will tell you, is nature's way of telling you it's bad. Okay, cool. I've never really spent time with Ray I skimmed read it. I felt like if I was going to, like... I mean, well, you can read it pretty deep. Even though it's fine. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, for a luxury item... I'm going to take my guitar. Has to be the guitar. However, um, 
that'll be the second time that I've repeated somebody else's thing on your podcast. I think I've three guitars. You've had three guitars. Yeah, okay. a whole bunch of guitars. So, I mean, you're interviewing musicians, of course, and stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's fair news. Like, I understand. But I also feel um, you've told me I'm being stranded ahead of time because yeah. I've been able to pick my albums. Um, so therefore, I'm going to take a guitar, but I'm going to spend all of my life savings, not much by the way, kids, um, on having my guitar converted into a mini fridge as well. Nice. So when I've learned to brew my own island elixir beer, uh-huh. courtesy of Ray Mears, <laughs> I can put it into my refrigerated guitar, jam away, and enjoy cool. cold Would, would that mean that you'd have like a really chilly guitar? Or I suppose it would pump out heat, wouldn't it? So you'd have a really hot I, I mean, I don't really know how it would work. Like, would that screw up your strings? Mm. I mean, I mean, here's, here's the other problem with actually taking guitar. So this is the thing, like, I can't. I can take guitar, but I can't take spare strings. No. So well, Ryan took. Um, Ryan took a uh, Mexican guitar, where he's got like nylon string. Yeah, yeah. So they're um, gonna last a lot longer. Yeah, so they'll last a lot longer. Where is but he? how? I mean, like, we could be on this island forever. Yeah, potentially. Right? So eventually, my strings are gonna break. Then it's just a guitar. But when the strings break, at least it's still a fucking fridge. That's true. Yeah. No. So I can look at the guitar. So it's like still a, used, don't worry, like it's made to, it solar powered, yeah. so you're good. You yeah. go on. I, the, the science guys will be all over it. I have like solar powered things and things that keep it cool so the neck doesn't warp. It's yeah. going to be amazing. Like I've got, I've got guys working on it. <laughs> would you? Uh, do you think you'd survive very well on a guitar? Maybe with your book, you'd be I think with the book, I, do, I actually quite, I quite like the idea of it in a in a kind of yeah. like. Not forever, but you know, like if you were like, like, kind of, if you dropped me there for a year, I'd, I'd quite enjoy it. I think yeah. as long as I had the five records and the French guitar, I'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, it's a specific thing. Like, um, would you try and escape or anything like that? Um. So recently, um, between tours, I I rewatched all of Lost, and I I've I've learned that escape is futile. Like. <laughs> So I like I, I watched like they, they, they dragged that shit out for an entire season. They they, they built the big boat and stuff yeah, yeah. and like there was there were sharks. It just looks like it's a whole load of effort. And uh, it's time, bro. Yeah. It'll kill some time. I mean, like eventually, like someone's going to come across you, or maybe someone else will get stranded and they used to have a buddy. I think that's the only thing. I get quite lonely. Like I, I need, I feel like I need um, company quite a lot. But then you know, like so, so yeah, like, yeah. I, I probably I probably wouldn't try to escape. I just like. Hope that somebody else had shitty luck like me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. I'm going to ask you one more question and then we're going to wrap up. Okay. So, <laughs> you're on a desert island. You come across this book, right? And it has a spell in it. And that spell transports you back home. But when you get back home, every step you take is one vote for Brexit. <gasps> that is you do it. <laughs> fucking evil. <laughs> oh, fuck. Right, do you know, like, I would... I'll stay on my island, like, and, 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 and hope that Brexit doesn't happen because yeah. it's fucking. We'll just don't even know. get into that. We'll like, yeah, like, yeah, send, send me a bottle. Like, like, dude, you saved us. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I want a, a message to float up in a bottle just going, it was one vote. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah, if you yeah. could put some some drugs and some, like, paraphernalia, like, maybe some, like, no, extra like records. A, send you, like, a, like, your mum, like, your mum sends you when you're at uni the first week of your uni. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, a shop. Like, some baby bells. Yeah, like, a, a little care package. Yeah, just, like, a thank you for, thank you for keeping us in the EU. A daily desert island cookbook. Yeah. <laughs> 
Cool, man. Well, uh, yeah. Thank you very much. It's, it's been, been a pleasure. pleasure. Thank you so much. Let's for, for the handshake, even though nobody can hear the handshake. Thank Absolute you. legend. Thank you. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next week.